When you think about the holiday season, what is your very favorite part? Can you name it? Can you put your finger on it? Can you write it down if I asked you to? I bet you have an idea right now in your mind, and it might be similar to what I heard the other day. I was at a Christmas brunch with some women from my church, and the question was posed to all of us, what is your very favorite thing about the holiday season? And the answers are probably some of the same things that you are thinking. But as I was sitting in that room, listening to all of these women share, and watching their faces as they shared, an idea hit me. Something was solidified in that moment that I can't wait to share with all of you today. So we're going to talk about today and next week, we're going to talk about how the feeling that is associated with decorating for Christmas, preparing in anticipation, how that feeling can be carried out throughout the year. And we don't have to leave the Christmas tree up all year. (laughs) We're going to talk about it today. So sit back, get cozy, grab your favorite cup of tea and a really nice warm blanket and enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. When a lot of the women were sharing what their favorite thing about the holiday season was, I was looking at their faces and you could see that some of them, when they were, when it was their turn to share, they held back just a little bit. You could see a little bit of the pain. You could see or appreciate that their story isn't all lights and glitter and tinsel. And if that is you this holiday season, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm lifting you up in prayer. But for those who were really delighted by the memories that they were recalling, you could see it on their face. You could see the twinkle in their eye. You could see their upturned smile. You could hear the intonation in their voice. And you could see if they had them, like I do, little dimples appearing when they smile. It was a joy to watch. And some of the things that were shared are things that we can all conjure up. We can all think of. Our favorite movie. In fact, that's the question I'm posing today in my Facebook group. What is your favorite holiday movie? So what is it? I want to know. And if you have not answered, if you have not been a part of my Facebook group, come on over. We were just talking about tinsel yesterday. Okay, what is it? I, when I was little, my favorite movie was the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out one, uh, Christmas Story. I loved that, and I still do. I have not yet 
shown it to my boys. I think they are at the age where we can do that, but I hadn't shown it to them because of the language, but I think we're ready. That one I could watch on repeat every single year. It just made me laugh and roll on the ground. And I think that there are some quotable moments in there, just as there are in National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, which is another one on my list. And Elf. I love Elf. When he springs off the couch and jumps onto the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh dear. I, I chuckle. I chuckle good every single year. Some of the other things that were shared were the smells of the season. You know, I just walked by my Christmas tree and I could smell the freshness and smell the pine. But maybe it's a candle that has been pulled out or maybe it is the scent of wassail that is, or how do you say that? I say wassail. Maybe I've heard it wassail. That doesn't sound quite right to me. But when that's, that smell is simmering on the stovetop, I've heard the lights and the way that there is just such a cozy feeling in your space. I've heard the decorations. I heard the minute you take down the box and you start unwrapping each ornament. It's a reminder of Christmas's past. Maybe it's the crafting time. You, This is the time to spend hours in your craft room or pull out the sewing machine to create something new. Or it's that special ornament you got from grandma 30 years ago and grandma is no longer here to celebrate with you so it's a reminder of her I heard a lot that day and as I was listening the thing that made me stop and think I need to share this with all of you is that Christmas and decorating for Christmas is such a good example of why it is so important to decorate your home and design your home and style your home, whatever word you want to use there, I use those words interchangeably, to do that with story. Your homes are a canvas for storytelling. They are. Just think about the way that you approach Christmas. Think about it. Every ornament you pull out has a story. And it might just be this is the first thing I was able to afford when I moved out on my own in my first apartment on 32nd Street in Boston. What, whatever it is, it has a story and it's attached somewhere directly to a memory. Just pause for one second and think about all of the ornaments on your tree. Some of them, you probably won't remember where you got, how you got them, or how long you've had them. Some of them you can distinctly tie back to I received that when I was, I don't know, a kid, 8, 10, 12 years old. My mom made those, and these were on my Christmas tree when I was little. I got that one when my first baby was born. That was his first ornament. There are stories attached and layered, and they are all hanging out in one happy place called the Christmas tree. But then we take even another layer back. And we think about the way that our homes make us feel around Christmas. And of course, if you are sitting in that place of loneliness or pain or heartache, this is probably going to hit harder for you than others. But if Christmas time emanates this feeling of light and cozy and joy and hope even, there there are things I want us to consider today that we bring into our home, we make very intentional around Christmas time that we can carry out throughout the rest of the year. 
to carry out that feeling throughout the rest of the year. And that's what we're talking about today. So what are they? We're going to dive right into that. Sometimes the thing that makes Christmas decorating so special is not just the anticipation of this fun holiday, the advent of waiting for this this gift wrapped in a teeny tiny little package, but sometimes it is the the coziness that is created, the feeling that is created, the ambiance that is created. And if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you've heard me speak about how important it is to choose a feeling word when you're trying to decorate your home. And that's what we do around Christmas time. And we might not necessarily choose a feeling word, but it happens. And that feeling is very cozy, or it is warm, or it is light, or it is celebration, or it is hope or it is joy. Whatever that feeling word is, you can feel it in the things that you surround yourself with. You can feel it in the way that the lights on the Christmas tree glow. So how do we get that feeling when it is July? How do we get that feeling when it is May or when it is February? How do we do that? I have four things for you today in order to create that feeling we feel around Christmas all year long. The first one is to literally label what your home should feel like or you want it to feel like as you're creating and designing a room, as you're you're picking out pillows and throw blankets and couches and all the things, and especially paint. How do you want your home to feel? Name that word. I had a client recently-ish, about a year or so ago, and she had a very, a lovely home, a very lovely home. It was all very neutral, and she felt like it should be this way, because that's what you do when you're an adult. It should be neutral, (laughs) but her personality is playful and fun and vibrant and bold, and she wanted her home to feel like that, and it was almost as if she needed the permission to say, yeah, hang the yellow curtains. Let it be playful. If you want your feeling, if you want people to walk into your home and feel playful, feel fun, literally feel a giggle coming out, let it be playful. But you have to identify first how you want it to feel. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to point all of those little arrows called decorations called anchor pieces called peripheral pieces and if you don't know what I'm talking about go way back and listen to episode six but as you are identifying a feeling word for your home space everything that you bring into it from the color from the pillow from the rug should have a little arrow pointing back to that feeling word and if it doesn't quite match it doesn't quite fit so in this case of my of my client, Kelly, she wanted it to be playful and fun and vibrant and bold. And we could start with a neutral couch, but if we put a white pillow on that couch, that white pillow wasn't pointing back to that feeling word of playful and bold and fun. So we had to change it. We changed it to a pillow that more represented that boldness, that playfulness, that energy she wanted. And if you're interested in hearing that interview with her, I do want you to go back all the way back to the very beginning, episode six, where she finally realized that she could, yes, in fact, decorate with color. (laughs) And here's a quick tip for you. 
if you were wondering, if you have identified a word that you want your home to feel like, let's say you've said, I want it to feel relaxing. I would encourage you to ask a friend, a very trusted friend, a friend that you tell your deepest secrets to, a friend that you complain about your kids to, (laughs) that friend, the friend that you trust dearly. Ask her, friend, when you walk into my home, what does it feel like to you? Could you identify a feeling here? Ask her. She's going to tell you. And if that feeling is not that word that you're trying to have your home feel, that could be an indication that you might need to be a little bit more intentional with it. If you, like Kelly, wanted to have a playful, fun, bold, vibrant feel, and you walk in and you have brown everywhere, your friend might say, um, it doesn't feel playful and fun and vibrant. Vibrant. Maybe this one little corner does, but the rest of it does not. And if you're in that place to start designing around that feeling word, this is something we talk about in Home Design 101. All right, the second thing to consider when you're wanting to create the ambiance that you feel around Christmas and you're wanting to create that in your home all year long, I want you to think about the overhead lighting, the lighting in general. In fact, if you're wanting to create a mood that feels like Christmas, now we were just talking about Kelly and that feeling word of being really playful, fun, vibrant, bold. But if you wanted that cozy feeling, that, you know, that warm glow feeling, ditch the overhead lighting. Seriously, just turn it off and use ambient lighting, use tabletop lighting, use desktop lighting, use floor lamp, change out your bulbs to a warm light rather than a cool light. And doing that alone is going to allow the temperature of the room to change a little bit. Do you know what I mean when I say cool light and warm light? Warm light is that light yellow. It's very candle-like. And a cool light has a little bit of a more uh, bright white, even a little teeny tiny hint of blue. It's definitely what is used in offices, (laughs) right? Your Christmas trees, if you have light lights on your Christmas tree, a lot of times they are the warm light. Now, any ambient lighting, if you prefer cool light over warm lighting, that's okay. What does it do? What does it look like? What does it feel like when you turn off the overhead lights? It creates something. It creates a mood. It creates a setting. Can you have dinner by tabletop lighting instead of the the harsh, bold overhead light? Yes, absolutely. It sets the stage. It is really kind of calm and cozy. Think about all the restaurants you go to. And when you are in a restaurant that is maybe just a little bit more upscale, a little bit more fancy, there are no overhead lights on right? There aren't. There's, and and there are some times when they overdo it and you need like a little, Hey, I need a little light here to see the menu. (laughs) Oh gosh. One time I took my dad out to dinner and we were checking out this new rest. Well, new, it was new to us restaurant. It was very funny. I had to pull out my camera, my phone in order to get the flashlight out so that we could both, not just him, see the menu. It was a little bit too dark. But most restaurants, when they are doing it well, they create that cozy ambient feeling and that is not done by using overhead light. It is all indirect light. 
And that is so pervasive around Christmas time. You can just think about just the time of year when it is, the days are longer. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, the days are longer. It is darker earlier. You kind of want to come in and get a little cozy anyway. The days are cooler. And then you have the warm glow from this Christmas tree, the warm light that is just kind of hanging out in the corner just all nice and subtle. You turn off the kitchen light, you let the light glow from the Christmas tree, and you have a mood. Can you do that in July? It's a little trickier because you have the harsh, and I'm I'm using the word harsh in air quotes here, you have the natural light coming in, but when it gets dark in July, you can create a mood just as easily with a candle, with a tabletop light, with a floor lamp, and ditch the overhead light. Now, does it mean hire the electrician to come and take it out? No, absolutely not. But using predominantly the the peripheral lights will help create that mood all year long, whether it is December or July. Do you ever watch home design shows and think, I can do that? Knowing you have the desire to create and transform your home in a way that not only delights you, but inspires others. I know what it feels like to recognize a picture of a home that I was inspired by, but feel stuck the minute I tried transforming my space on my own. Remember that trip to home goods? You know the one. The one where you spent $200 on accessories for the living room just to bring everything home and have nothing work? How discouraging. Do you wonder, how do those shows make it look so easy? Imagine if there was a roadmap for you to follow, a guide for you to not only know how to start, but where to start. A guide that walks you through the design process teaching you how to create color palettes, choose furniture, even arrange those pesky little mantles. That's why I created Home Design 101, an immersive 10-week course where I teach you how to transform your house into a home that you love, a home that you stop and stare in the amazement of what you just created. You'll be able to finally understand your unique design style, Learn the secret to creating a color scheme that flows cohesively throughout your space. Design a plan that works with your budget and create a visual so you can see the things you'll purchase before you buy. You'll learn that and so much more. You'll walk away with a complete design action plan for you to follow as you take your home from meh to amazing. And you'll have accountability and support all along the way. So. Are you ready to learn how those HGTV designers make their home so effortlessly pretty so that you can do it to yours too? If you are, head to figandfarmathome.com forward slash registration to reserve your spot in class. But class size is limited so that my eyes are on your design and you get the help that you need. Home Design 101 closes when it's full. So head on over and reserve your spot today. See you in class. The third thing that you can do in order to create that feeling of Christmas all throughout the year, even in March, is to think about the scent that you're smelling. What is it? Around Christmas time, we can identify that, right? We can think about peppermint. We can think about pine trees. We can think about our favorite candle that is probably seasonal specific. Maybe it's more cinnamon than usual. Maybe it's apple. Maybe it's orange. Whatever it is, it is generally season specific. Just think about it. Can you picture your favorite candle around Christmas? 
I mentioned earlier that my favorite diffuser blend is actually called Christmas Blend and a little bit of orange. And it just smells like Christmas. And I love it. But how do you do that when it is April? You can create a cozy feeling, a warm feeling that that same ambience, even in April, even in September, by using your sense of smell. And we have talked about this several times in the podcast where decorating to the senses is really one very magical and important way that you can create a home that feels cozy all year long. And this is what I'm talking about. Choosing a scent that makes you feel something. Now, it doesn't mean that in April you you diffuse the pine scent or you burn the candle that is pine scented. Maybe it is. If that's your favorite, go for it. What makes you feel that feeling around Christmas? Is it the orange? One of my diffuser blends that I use all throughout the year is orange and vanilla. It just, it has that teeny tiny little touch of sugar cookie and that teeny tiny little touch of Christmas all mixed into one. And I can do that in July as well as I can in September, as well as I can even in December. Some of the ones that feel a little cozy, if you think about going into someone's home when they're making cookies, yeah, that smell. It just feels different. It brings you to a place of remembering. It brings you to a place of comfort. And that that smell can sometimes be as simple as vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. The fourth thing that we can do in order to create that feeling of that just really cozy ambiance that we love about Christmas. If you think about the decorating that happens around Christmas time, it is all thematic, right? It is all Christmas. You don't get out your Easter stuff at Christmas time. You get out your Christmas stuff. And you might choose reds and greens, or you might choose blues and golds, or you might choose white, whites and natural woods. Whatever your theme is, It is all generalized into Christmas. And that can make your home feel really cozy. Just like you did with your feeling word, when all of the little design elements that you choose point back to the feeling word. Similarly, you can do that with a theme in your home. Does each little element point back to this theme that I'm creating in my home. Now, I don't mean circus theme. I don't mean, you know, like when you're hosting a party and everything is all kitschy. I don't, I don't mean that for sure. But that feeling of Christmas, one of the things that we love about it is that there are bits of it all over. Now, if you're in a Hallmark movie or if you decorate like a Hallmark movie, there are bits of pieces all over, all, all, all over. (laughs) But for some of us, it is just hints of it. When I decorate for Christmas, it is a hint of it. I have my ginormous red. I found this when I was junking. I found a, it was a homemade sign. It's big and it's red and it says joy on it, painted in white. Super charming. That is in my dining room. And I have a few little sprigs of reds in there and I have a few little other little pieces and some pictures of the boys with Santa. And it is not overdone by any means, but there is There we are. There's my arrow pointing back to the theme of Christmas, right? Basically, what this boils down to is intentional 
decision making. When you go and you choose the frame for your bookcase, when you go and you choose the pillow for your couch, when you go and you choose the lamp for your living room, when you go and you choose even your kitchen towels, how are those things pointing back to the overall intentionality of the room and the space and the home that you are creating? Does it? And if it doesn't, it might be an outlier. It might be an indication that this is, it's not necessarily serving the purpose that you want it to. Because our homes are canvases for storytelling, and because Christmas time in general is a really great example of how we naturally tell this story in for six weeks or eight weeks or four weeks or however long you decorate for Christmas, we can take those same ideas, that same approach, that same principle into our homes the rest of the year by being intentional. We know that we are intentionally getting out the Christmas things. We know that we are intentionally decorating with a color palette, reds and greens or blues and silvers or whatever color palette that is. That's intentional. Those things are intentional. And when you can stand in one corner of your home and you can look and pinpoint in other areas of your home, on the mantle, there's a little Christmas. On the piano, there's a little Christmas. On the wall, there's a little Christmas. Maybe not overdone, but you're pointing to each of these little elements. That's intentionality. Now, do some of us overstuff it and do it like Hallmark? Yes. Yep. And I give you permission right now to say it is absolutely okay to A, edit the things that you have in your Christmas bins and bless it and release it and make space for things that are either new or make space in general and don't get anything new to replace it or don't put everything out. And here's another quick tip. If you are still decorating for Christmas, you can remove things from your flat surfaces before you bring everything out. And that will help it feel not so hallmark overdone. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Okay. So friends, four things that you can do to create that feeling of Christmas all throughout your year. The first thing is literally to create and identify and label a feeling word for your home. The second is to ditch the overhead lighting and bring in mood lighting in the form of table lamps and floor lamps and candles. The third thing is to play to your senses. Having candles and diffusers and scents that bring you to a feeling of memory to help you feel that feeling of cozy. And then the fourth thing is to think in terms of intentionality and theme. Just like we would at Christmas, we bring all of our Christmas things out. Each little design element, each little decor element we put out is pointing back to that overall theme and intention of Christmas. You can do that in the same way throughout your home with color, with metals, with wood tones. All of that is very intentional. Next week, we are going to be continuing our how we can create more story in your home. We're going to be doing that a little bit more practically speaking, and I want you to make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss it. How can we, if we truly are living in homes and our homes truly are the canvas canvases where we tell our stories, how do we do that? I don't want you to miss it. And friends, if you have not yet subscribed to the show or 
left a review for the show, I sure would appreciate you doing that. Leaving a review allows more women just like you to be able to see and find, to find the show, to learn what you are learning. And if you have learned one thing from the show, I would love it if you would take a minute out of your day, go to Apple Podcasts, find my show, type in Fig and Farm at Home, scroll all the way down to where it says write a review, click on the five stars, and then tell me what it is you learned, which episode was your favorite, how you are inspired, what you have done. Let me know. These reviews mean the world to me and allow me to know how I can continue speaking your language, how I can continue showing up to serve you in the best way that I can. And until next week, I hope that you go and enjoy your cozy Christmas home. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.